Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. That he thinks that Redbird Capital, the company that now owns the XFL, could fund the CFL's return to play this year, got everybody all excited. How about that? And I said, if there were such heroes and such saviors, why don't they pay for a bubble? Then they could actually play, like all these other leagues that are playing in empty stadiums and without fans or in bubbles, however you want to do it. If they were such heroes, they'd write the check now. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is. G'day, Canada. Welcome uh, to the RP Show and Canadian sports fans around the world. It's not that we're not inclusive, but we're talking Canadian sports here today and actually some some global sports as I look at my uh, sheet. How are you, Moose? I'm well. That's good. I'm great. You're looking very summery. Thank you. It's going to be very summery going around to, here going today. Going to the golf course after? Or? Yeah. We're landlocked. Otherwise, I'd <laughs> be going to the yacht or yeah. something like that. You look like the skipper. Thank you. Um, me, I'm wearing my Winnipeg ice gear today. How much does the ice logo oh, translate into? It looks I was good. leaving the house this morning, and I'm, I'm, I went, ta-da, showed my wife this. I said, how does this look? And she's like, great. You know the look it is? You just went from either going to the morning skate, or you went from the coach's office, I doing know. your notes, right to the mic. You got your blacker than black coffee ready to go. Oh, and yeah. And that's the, my point is I, I'm thinking there's not too many hosts on television throughout North America in the daytime wearing workout gear on the air unless you're uh, – who was the girl – that was so famous, the workout girl. And by the way, I don't look like Brooke Burke. Okay, yes. M- maybe before your time. No. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I got my Winnipeg Ice workout gear. Who's calling me at 10.01? A CFL guy. Should we take it? Who are they? Should Just, they not know after 468 episodes that we're on what? the air at 10 Mountain? One time you just got to put it on speakerphone and say, hi, you're on the air. I'm so afraid they're going to swear, though. And, and by the way, breaking news from the CFL and from uh, David William Naylor. Thank you, CFL, for dropping this right when we go. They get it. And that's why my phone's ringing. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Here's the breaking news from the Canadian Football League today. 
The CFL is to announce a new target for opening the regular season is August the 5th with a 14-game schedule and a Grey Cup on December 12th. Still contingent on fans being allowed in stands. Target zone for final commitment to this plan is mid-June. That's from Naylor. How about that? And then here's my guy that just called me. He's just texting me. Want to make sure you have it, he says. That's a friend. Oh, yeah. August 5th start date, Grey Cup, December 12th. So anyways, as we go to air, thank you again, because you've just set the course of our show for the next two hours, for the most part. Coming up, Andrew Patterson from Winnipeg Sports Talk, here in hour one, and in hour two, Colorado Avalanche insider Adrian Dater will make his second appearance on the program. Okay, quick six show topics, please, Director Jordan. Can we hit it? And we will not quit it. This is going to blow your mind that this is my number one topic. Super League collapse? I'm not joking. My phone's going off like wildfire Tuesday with notifications. Bing, 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 bing. With all what's going on in European soccer in a Super League. Clearly, I said to Darren in the broadcast booth in the Dub Hub last night, I said, if this is on my radar, this has to be a huge earth-shaking thing. So as we were, I had to give him a ride home last night. So I said to Darren, what do I need to know about this? So you explained it as well as you could. Right. But I took a three-paragraph story from the Associated Press. And you tell me if this is right. And you people that love soccer, you tell me if it's right. I almost thought we should bring on either Nugsy or our intern Rachel because she's such a huge soccer fan. Atletico Madrid, Inter Milan, AC Milan, and Juventus all dropped out of the Super League on Wednesday, leaving the new competition essentially extinct before it even started. Only Spanish clubs, Real Madrid and Barcelona, are still officially involved. The moves by Atletico, Inter, AC Milan, and Juventus came a day after the six Premier League clubs involved in the project made it unviable by giving up on the controversial breakaway competition. English clubs Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester United, Manchester City, and Tottenham deserted plans for the largely closed competition amid an escalating backlash from their supporters and warnings from the government that legislation could be introduced to thwart them. Really, really big deal. Huge deal. (laughs) Clearly. And there's just one more sentence. The Super League project was overseen by Real Madrid President Florentino Perez, who promoted it as a way to save soccer and the clubs struggling financially amid the coronavirus pandemic. That's as far as I want to go down that road. I'm just going to tell you, soccer people, I'm trying. I'm extending an olive branch to saying, what do I need to know? I'm on it, but I'm going to move on, okay? 2.2 Tuesday NHL leftovers. Uh, from last night, again, he and I were broadcasting hockey in the Dub Hub, so we didn't watch all the games, but I see your Leafs lost. Uh, here's my leftovers. Big play, Dave. Riddick, now referred to as make a save, Dave. They got four goalies. Yeah, no argument here. four goalies. Don't have one. <laughs> you got four, but you don't have one. You know, like, you don't have one. And it was a great game. The Leafs played really well. You can't allow five goals on 25 shots. Like, that's just not okay. And But you know what? I'm really loving the Canucks. And I saw, you know, a lot of social media after the game won. I'm, like, so happy for Braden Holtby to have found his game again and be playing at a high level. Hope that continues. And I think it was Don Taylor who tweeted this out in Vancouver. If these two games coming back from all the adversity isn't enough for ownership to sink some money into Travis Green... 
I don't know as the coach. I don't know what is like. Get that done already. No, I was on sport. I was on Sportsnet 650 Vancouver probably three years ago, saying Travis Green is your coach. If you run this guy out of town, you guys have no idea what you're doing. That's He's a right. tremendous coach, but sometimes that's not enough, right? Uh, we Willie needs a watch. What's with him missing a team meeting with the Maple Leafs yesterday? Did you see that? Yeah, Willie had one of his best games of the year. Uh, not statistically, but he was good. Uh, Canes, Bolts, what a rivalry that's become. They're fighting every night. And they got 30 wins each. They're both great. Yeah, they're great. My dark horse, I think, in the Stanley Cup playoffs is going to be the New York Islanders. And maybe it's tugging at my heartstrings with ebbs, obviously, but they're the team that I think is very special. Yeah. So those are some of my... uh, Well, they lost their captain, Anders Lee, and now they're replaced, and now they're trying to, you know, get back into contention. Yeah, it's going to be... Fun. I got football players writing in, so we'll we'll uh, get to the CFL news here. Shooter shoot basketball pod writes in, and his name's Kenneth. He says Kenneth from Regina, FIFA flexed their muscles and said, "Go for it." But just so you know, no World Cup for any of you players. Well, that'll shut things down in a hurry, <laughs> right? World Cup of soccer. Oh yeah. Uh, by the way, he put twenty five dollars down on the over under on the Bruins Sabers and did the opposite of what we told him to do, and he won. What do we so, say? Do the opposite of what we tell you to do in betting advice, and you will be a big winner. Tacona Polly, watching on YouTube, says, Rod, the Canes are the dark horse. But I don't think Carolina is catching anybody by surprise. They're in first place. Yeah, they're, 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 the Islanders are not. I don't think Carolina's sneaking up on anybody. I think the Islanders can. Um, I'll get to the CFL thing, as I say. Just three, number three in the dub hub. The Pats beat the Blades 4-2. Somewhere in there, I think you owe me lunch. But overall, <laughs> overall, we had a bet that the Pats would finish ahead of the Blades in the standings, and that ain't happening. The so. bet I lost is I, I said Connor Bedard wouldn't score on Nolan Meyer, and he did once back in the first right. game. Uh, so point four is, is it D-Day for the CFL? But we now have, we now have news on that. It broke a minute before we went to air. And again, thank you, CFL, for making that announcement at that time. Um, it's not doomsday. It's decision day, and it's delay day. And I see Micah Awe, Ottawa Red Blacks linebackers watching from Texas, and he writes in, he says, August 5th. That's the target now. Um, should have had a camera on our morning meeting here because... I said, is there fine print, is there small print that says subject to provincial and national health restrictions? And you said, that's obvious. And Paul and I said in unison, nothing's obvious. So, you're right. So, instead of just saying we're delayed, they've now given us, they've kicked the can down the road a little further in terms of August the 5th, subject to health restrictions across this land. So are we any further ahead? If you're a CFL player, you are not quitting your day job. You now know that you've got a couple more months to keep grinding on what you've been grinding at. So it kudos for the announcement, but are we any further ahead? That's the question. We are. This should have been done before, but that's fine. I think this is the right thing for the Canadian Football League to do. Information's always great. So as soon as you know you're not going to play on time, which we knew this a few weeks ago, that's when the announcement should have came, right? To say, look, at, we can't play on time. It's just not going to happen. We are now targeting August 5th. And you said target. That's yeah. the key word, targeting. doesn't mean will play. doesn't mean here's the financial model to play. 
doesn't mean please report to camp in July. August 5th is the target. So now as we get closer to that, they'll keep assessing that target and deciding if that's the right way to, to the right time to play and if they can or not. But it doesn't mean they are playing August 5th. I think that's very important because they released a schedule and a training camp schedule just start on time and that's not happening. So this is very similar. It's a new target, but it's the right thing for the CFL to do is to give us that info. You know, and I was just, that was echoing in my mind as we say that because we've been hard on the CFL leaders, but as of today, this is all they can do. And it's right. This is my point. They did as much as they can do. So nobody's poo-pooing their statement today. August 5th, now the targeted start date. I would still like to see them say, we're playing no matter what. If we don't have fans by then, we're going to play out of empty stadiums, and we're going to foot the bill. And that continues to not be the case. That's where the footnote comes in on the health regulations. We're not playing if we can't have fans. That, to me, is quite disappointing. But when there's there's no money, there's no money. From some of our viewer comments here, Mandy in Edmonton says, so did the players vote yay or nay to the 20% pay cut? Perhaps that affected this delay if they voted no. You're asking questions that I don't know the answers to. I got to leave that up to the Players Association, of which you're in closer contact with them than me, you, Darren. So, and you don't know. That's right. Right? right? That's right. So, um, yeah, Tank Abbott, watching in the Energy City, says, I'll believe it when I see it. Good to see a target date, but I'm not holding my breath. That's a little where I'm at, but I also said it a year ago at this time. I'll believe it when I see it with MLS. I'll believe it when I see it with the NHL. And they all did hit the field or ice. So, in empty stadiums and bubbles, mind you. Navy Don, watching on YouTube, says some good hard news. They'll reassess as the day gets closer, but also see how the vaccine rollout works. Yeah, but in a way that's no different than yesterday. Right? But again, not a criticism. Because I've had <laughs> I've had people screaming into their phone at me. What else are we supposed to do, Rod? Okay, okay. You know what I mean? There's nothing yeah. more they can do. That's right. Other than say we're playing in a bubble, which they're not going to do. Uh, moving on. Man, we go fast here. Where's Clark's dad? Rod Monroe writes in, says, I felt bad for Riddick last night. As you know, Rod, a goalie never wants pucks to go through him. Two tough goals last night. Oh, I know, right? Between the legs all the time. Close your damn legs. There's a great joke there involving Harold Ballard, but I'll move on. (laughs) I can't believe the soccer people, man. You people that love soccer, you are all over. There's a lot of you. Norway calling. Trent says the European Super League went down as quickly as it did because the fans wanted control of their club via season tickets. UEFA and FIFA wanted unity within the sport as well and would not accept this at all. It is all Greek to me. I have no idea what you just said. Just saying the Super League's done. Stop. We're moving on. Yeah. Blue Jays lost in Boston last night 4-2 to the uh, Red Sox, and I obviously didn't watch the game. Because we were doing a hockey game, but I saw the highlights where the Blue Jays all got a tour of the stadium. I don't know if you saw that or not. And they're signing the back of the wall. And I'm like, if every player that came through there signed the back of that wall in Fenway, it would be covered. It'd be a different color. In Sharpie. Yeah. yeah. And it's brought up our poll question today. Should 
Boston, the Red Sox, build a brand new ballpark because that place is a dump. It's disgusting. Where the heck is the poll? Did I tweet it? I didn't, I didn't tweet it. Damn it. What, what's the Facebook uh, result? You guys have that up. 73% say no. And the only reason I brought that up is it's so old and it's so decrepit. I can't believe that it's still standing. I know. And I got a funny Fenway Park story, by the way. We went there with the Regina Pats. NHL draft was there in 98, 99. I think 99. And we were sitting right behind the visitor's dugout down the third baseline. And we're thinking, we got to get on TV. And it's me, Brent Parker, Tim Tisdale, Todd Ripplinger. How are we going to get on TV? We got to get on TV. Knowing that nobody at home would be watching the game. It was the Boston Red Sox and the Chicago White Sox. But who cares? We need to get on TV. I was like in row three. I could set my beer on the White Sox dugout. Yep. And anyways, as we're sitting there talking, blah, blah, really not paying attention. And of course, season ticket holders behind us because these old guys, old Jewish guys were talking, saying, what do you guys, you want a burger? You want chowder? What do we want? Right? They're talking, da, 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 da. All of a sudden, boom, they're like, look out! Chopper coming at foul ball, yanked it right at us. Here's me with my beer. Whoa! Dumped it all over those guys. Oh, no. What a wussy. What a wimp. What a chicken. I'd have made the highlights if I'd have made some great right-handed stab. But no, I had to protect myself and dump beer all over those nice guys behind me. How do you think that went over? That's my Fenway Park story. Early in the game? I don't remember. (laughs) Like how I'm pretty long did sure you have I was to loaded. There I don't know. Shame, yeah. Like, oh yeah, my my reaction time wasn't peak. That's right. So, anyways, uh, but the places like Old Taylor Field or Old Winnipeg Stadium or what McMahon Stadium is now, broken down, decrepit, in time for something new. But I guess everybody said. And the reason I brought up Boston is like the Yankees have this brand new. Like the Taj Mahal Stadium in your division, your number one rival. They got the most plush ballpark in the world, and you got this crap hole. So, well, here's that's the thing about it: the people voting in this don't have to go to Fenway to watch baseball every week, or play in it, or play in it, right? Now, guys are texting me like crazy here uh, with this news of the CFL. We'll continue it, and we'll bring in Andrew Hustler-Patterson next. The warm-up is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Order a fabulous Four Seasons pizza. And your favorite beverage for takeout and delivery, one-stop shopping, call or order online. The Four Seasons has you covered because there's NHL on TV every night. Call the Greek freak and make your family happy. We'll be back with Andrew Patterson in a moment. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk. For Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com, listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. This podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC, featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cacao Bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you're doing something good for your body. We start with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. Then we blend it with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result? 
Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it's friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets. For the last eight years, we have been a leader in the superfoods market and are proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. We're offering up to 15% off when you use code MINUTE15 at earthechofoods.com slash MinuteMedia. Follow us on Twitter at May and at EarthEchoFoods. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. And I'm glad that my Winnipeg ice gear is going over so well today in the Manitoba capital. And I love the fact that our viewers are so invested. Amazing Games writes in, watching on YouTube. See the comment? Sorry I'm late. It's all good, but you will be fined. We start at 10 a.m. Mountain every day. Um, but can I say one thing? And they tell me that uh, yeah. we had Andrew Patterson. There's an audio issue, so we are going to fix that before oh. we bring him in. There's breaking news from the CFL today. The CFL has revised, a target, uh, revised target start date of August 5th, and the Grey Cup has been rescheduled to December 12th in Hamilton, Ontario. Debate amongst yourselves whether they'll play at all, but that's the statement today. Can I say one other thing about the CFL-XFL merger talk? And we're going to get into all this with Hustler in moments. It's dawned on me the other day, and it was reaffirmed to me last night by Evan Dom, the PR guy for the Pats, who's clearly a big soccer fan. And he said, hey, this, these soccer leagues are about the fans, and the fans own it, not the teams. And it's another planet to me. It's certainly on the other side of the planet. I don't get that. But with this idea of Canadian football dying if the CFL and XFL merge, is it not just about playing the game? What per- Just for hockey, like 1% of Western Hockey League players will go on to the NHL, let alone pro hockey. 1%. It's about playing the game. Can you not play football in Canada from the Mighty Mites to the uh, flag to high school and maybe college and junior if you're lucky? Anyways, why is it that you have to have a pro league with a ratio in it to aspire to for you to play football? Does that not get lost in all of this? It's a game. It's a sport. Play the game because you love playing the game, right? And and you will. And yeah, it gives you another reason to play because you can go to the next level for sure. But if it's not there, you should still enjoy playing the game. I think we're all pretty aware that we're not going to the NFL. We're all pretty aware that we're not going to the NHL when we're playing minor hockey. So, did you play hockey to make the NHL, or did you play hockey because you love playing hockey? I played hockey because I love playing hockey. Exactly. But in your mind, you think, oh, maybe I can make the NHL, and you play. And, but it was never only to play at the next level. Because you knew you weren't going to the next level. You knew it wasn't going to happen. But we're, we're so, I don't know, worried about hanging on to the way it's always been and not really paying attention to the reasons why we play the game or the reasons why it exists yeah, in the first place. But I, you and I are normally on the same page, but I think even you are missing what I'm saying. I'm not saying about losing the Canadian rules in a merger. I'm talking about playing it as a kid. Get into football and play football to learn sports and discipline and meet new friends and be healthy and, and be as good as you can be. And you'll go as far as 
You're supposed to go. That's What's right. that got to do with a pro league playing three or four downs? That's all that I'm saying. If you're yeah. playing sports just to be a pro, I know you need something to aspire to. Okay. Sammy G writes in on Facebook. He's watching in Florida. And he's a football guy. He says, in football, that is completely different. What's completely different, Sammy? Enlighten me. Let me know. <laughs> Ryan McCarthy is watching in Saratoga, New York. He's just supercharged this with $5. He says, sorry, I was late, fellas. Here's my fine. Can you imagine everybody that's late put in the fine jar? You'd be, be retiring in a year. It, it would be if you're late, you got to put the $5 in or we're not reading your comments the rest of the show because you were late. And then if you're late, that fine jar, we'll make it Clark and write it in the back. We'll, we'll tally it up and we'll donate the fine money. Yeah. My money's still in the glass somewhere. Um... Thank you for p- participating. And I said yesterday, this whole show is a club. There's no membership fee. And we don't punt you out unless you're a jerk. But everybody's chiming in here. Nugsy makes a really good comment. He's one of our hockey writers. He says it's because kids are having to make business decisions at very young ages, which is sad. But that also isn't new. I've known guys since the 60s in this town that had to pick at the age of 14 between football or hockey. In the 60s, when there was no money to be had. So again, if you're making a decision on a sport based on whether you could be rich or not, I think that's wrong. Did I hit on something today? I think so. Some of the things that I think about. Uh, John Ohm in Winnipeg. Ohm... I played football for all the reasons Rod mentioned. I was never going to be a professional. Uh, But let's remember being a kid. You're not playing to meet friends and for discipline. As a kid, you're not thinking about those things. Those are adult Those are the benefits of the sport. Those are the benefits of the sport. You don't realize those until after you're playing because your friends are playing and you want to have fun and you love competing and you just want to play. That's why you, you don't think about those other things but those are the reasons those are the benefits absolutely when my dad and my brothers strapped skates to my feet at the age of three on a dugout nine miles west of milestone saskatchewan we were not thinking about playing in the national hockey league it was to get up on those skates and scoot across the dugout yeah why do you start to play a sport that's all that i'm saying sammy where's sammy in florida the scout um, football players play football thinking they're going to the NFL. When a guy comes to the CFL, it's usually to rehab an injury, rehab an image, or get film. The best will move on, and the rest will have very good careers in the CFL and make a decent living. Sammy goes on to say, in today's football, with the amount of attention given through the media and social media, they all believe they are NFL players. But we've lost sight of what's important. That's what I'm saying And if you're welded to the Canadian rules in the CFL, I think it's all going to go down. If they merge with the XFL, and that is that another league, it's never going to be the NFL. Can you guys stop it? you got to stop thinking you're in a fight with the NFL because you are not. Can you imagine if the American Hockey League thought they were fighting with the NHL? We would laugh them off the planet. And we're hockey guys. Guys, you aren't the NHL. You're not. You're never going to be as a league, not the players. See what I'm saying? Yeah. There is a difference. And it's just 
Canadian football should not have to die if the CFL merges with the XFL. Is all I'm saying. You can still play football as a kid in this country. And the best will rise to the top, and the rest will be like the rest of us and go, your career, everybody's career ends at some time. The crappy thing right now is careers are ending because of COVID. And a league potentially is ending because of COVID. There's really nobody to blame. And if the kids are playing three downs or four downs on a field, that's, the difference. They, don't, they don't care. They don't care. They don't know the difference. To be honest, if you're playing four downs, they'll just see it as one more chance to stay on the field a little longer. If you're on offense. Sure. Uh, Leo in Hamilton says, Rod, uh, Leo Ezrin's the executive director of CFL alumni, says, Rod, to your point, one knows pretty young if one truly has a chance to move to the next level. Never mind to pro, 99% play for the game. That's what's been lost. Not just through the pandemic, for the last several years. Clark is telling me we have two options. Bring in Hustler and keep him through a break or break early and bring him in after. Are we eligible to take a break right now? Do you guys want to ask Game Plus? Okay, we're going to take a break. I just want to say Wayne in Victoria, B.C. is watching. He says, as usual, Rod, you are making too much sense. Keep it up. From Rick and Haglin, I arrived just in time to hear your Rod's rant. That for Bronco Plumbing and Heating, of course. Mention I sent you and get 10% off. And Sammy says, agreed. The Winnipeg Icer tweeting photos of the show today. I love it. And I'll just tell you one quick story, then we're going to break and bring in Hustle. I do remember this. I was in camp with a Brandon Wheat King, 16 years of age. Trevor Kidd and I were the same age. And I'll never forget, you know Skippy Dufresne? Yes. He was the radio guy for the Wheat Kings, and he was interviewing Trevor Kidd. Nobody would want to interview me, right? And that's fine. And I'm going, I think I'd rather be the guy holding the microphone than the guy getting asked the questions. Weird, I know. But I remember standing back and watching that. And I knew that I wasn't going to make it. Right? I'm like, this is pretty cool, too. You know? Yeah. This is a chance to stay in the game. That's Absolutely. where I kind of remember that fork in the road where I'm going to go. But we always wasn't have my that. decision that hockey was going to end. Let's put it that way. It was theirs. Yeah. Or I do remember the coach of the Wheat Kings, Doug Sauter, when he cut me, he said, well, maybe you'll make a great uh, scout one day. So you're telling me I'm done? That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> Cold. <laughs> well, but that's how you got to do it. I know. Hustler next. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rob. Welcome back, everybody. Big day in the old program. Uh, breaking news from the CFL that they have pushed back the target date to open the season to August the 5th. I can't get to all of your comments here. I'm, I'm certainly going to try um, amazing games watching on YouTube. That's his handle. We're talking about why you got into sports in the first place. Was it to get to the show or was it because you loved the game? Amazing Game says, I played football to get chicks. Didn't we all? But you have it backwards. You're supposed to be good at it and then you get the chicks. Let's bring in Hustler on that. Andrew Patterson from Winnipeg Sports Talk. There he is. We had some connection issues. How you doing, Hustler? 
I'm doing very well, Rod. Great to see you and uh, talk to you again as always. Nice shirt, by the way. Love it. Team issued. Team issued. Workout gear from the ice. I love it. I'd wear their stuff every day if I could. Um, Andrew, uh, they're, they're all tuned in for our take on the CFL news today that they're de- officially delaying the season and August 5th is the kickout, kickoff date and a December Grey Cup. What's your read on the announcement today? Well, I mean, listen, you can, we can debate whether it was overdue. Um, I think everyone knew that some sort of announcement like this was coming forward. Um, I mean, read the room, everybody. <laughs> the virus is a disaster in a lot of areas in this country right now. And it's not realistic to uh, be getting going with the season, not to mention the elephant in the room is when are we going to be able to have fans in the building? The CFL is a gate-driven league. They have more than any of the other leagues. That's why they didn't play last year. They need fans in. So we're not in a good place right now. Hopefully we can get these vax shots ramped up in some of the places that really need it, get things down. But um, listen, Rod, I was expecting that we would hear that Things were going to be delayed. I guess I'm happy they're still shooting for 14 games. How realistic that is, I guess we'll find out. Um, but, you know, just some clarity, I guess, particularly for players and people involved in the league, never mind the fans, about a target date to get this on, um, I guess is important information. But like so many things in this time we're living in, um, a lot of it is out of the control of the people that wish they would have it. They're doing... All that they can do, and for that I applaud them. It wasn't just a straight camps are delayed. Here's what we're shooting for now. But my, I'm getting a lot of calls from CFL people with interesting things that they're saying, Andrew. And one is that Winnipeg, Edmonton, Saskatchewan, they're not worried about. They know that there will always be bombers, riders, whatever Edmonton's going to call themselves. But they're saying it's the owners in the big markets that are calling the shots on the CFL right now. And I'm wondering if there's any buzz in your world about the fact that they aren't playing in a bubble or empty stadiums, that they won't bite the bullet and pay the money. That's disappointing to me, right? This still depends on fans in the stands and that, that that's the part I don't like. Yeah. Well, I mean, unfortunately that's the business model. I mean, until someone rolls in with a fat check that says, you know, we'll finance this, um, you know, apparently there hasn't been the wherewithal. I mean, I don't have the, financial details of all the ownership of the Canadian Football League. We know some of the community-owned groups are, you know, do okay, but have had big-time losses. And as far as the privately owned teams, there hasn't been the want or the wherewithal um, or ability to, you know, to finance this. So, I mean, it's a real difficult situation for the Canadian Football League. And I'll be honest, I know Randy Ambrosi's taken a lot of heat. Um, I think that he is doing everything he can to navigate through an incredibly perilous time for the Canadian Football League. And right now, um, this announcement of a delay and a target on August 5th is, um, you know, unfortunately, I guess the best case scenario right now for the Canadian Football League. Um, I'm with you. I mean, I, I would love to see the games take place, even if there aren't fans. But, you know, unfortunately, Rod, we kind of went through this last year. It doesn't seem financially feasible right now. There's no one willing to cut the check. And it's professional football. And these guys aren't going to come and do it on a volunteer basis. Yeah, for, well, absolutely. And and by the way, column in the Winnipeg Free Press today questioning the courage of Randy Ambrosi. I thought, well, this is going a little far. This is getting personal. I don't think that's very professional of them to do. But you can see the uh, passion people have for this, right? Uh, James in Borden, Manitoba says, I hate that everyone craps on the CFL, yet they have no control of this virus. No fans, 
no play. But that's the thing. Is it the, Are they a big league with the money, or are they not a big? They're in the middle. That's my thing. The lower leagues are playing. <laughs> they're finding a way. The dub, obviously, right? CEBL and so forth. The big leagues are playing. It's the middle ones that are getting squished. The middle class getting squished. That's a, that's a pandemic thing. Andrew, any more on the CFL-XFL merger? Have you thought any more about that, or is your brain full of Jets talk and don't have time to think about that. Yeah, well, no, listen, I mean, hey, here in Winnipeg, Rod, I don't need to tell you, I mean, the CFL is absolutely front of mind. I mean, we're focusing on the Jets and an exciting run to the playoffs and big game with the Maple Leafs tomorrow night. But, I mean, every day we talk about the Canadian Football League and the latest situation. And the bottom line is there hasn't really been much to say other than that it's a really unfortunate um, and, and scary situation, I think, for people that love the Canadian Football League. As far as the talks with the XFL, I mean, I've told you this before. I mean, hey, best case scenario, we would maintain the CFL as we know it. Yeah, like we'd get a 10th team and and grow, but that's just not where we're at right now. Um, I really do believe that there's a massive potential with the growth of sports betting, the legalization of single-game wagering in many United States and coming to Canada soon, that if you moved the season up, to, you know, as soon as you could after NFL ends and get it through the summer. I don't really think competing. I know people have always said, oh, you're going to go up against the Stanley Cup playoffs. Listen, if the Jets are in the Cup final and the Bombers are playing, yeah, that would be an issue. But for the most part, I don't really think, I, I, I to be honest, with football fans, I think it's more competing against the NFL and the weather once you get into the late part of the season. So, I mean, I really do think that with some, with some changes, there is the possibility of making it far more financially viable. Um, and obviously a big part of that would be television, expanding it outside of Canada. So I kind of understand what I think the dream scenario for some of the people that are pushing for this are. Like, would I prefer it to be as it is? Yeah. But I think we found out, unfortunately, the hard way, Rod, that the status quo just isn't going to work for the Canadian Football League. And I think everyone behind the scenes are trying to find a way to you know, preserve professional football first and foremost um, if it can't be exactly as we remember the good old three-down game for the last hundred years. Yes, and what's disappointing to me is the inability or reluctance to be creative, to pivot, to find a way to get onto the field. I'm sorry, somebody explained to me why they can't because it's been 13 months. On Twitter, uh, the account at Beneath Sports writes in and says, it's upsetting. CFL ownership isn't broken. Yes, they would lose money, but it would save the league. I question if they love football. Meanwhile, a football guy's written me from the States here who's watching the show on Game Plus says, there is money somewhere. The coaches, personnel, and office staff are all being paid. The players are the ones getting screwed in this deal. And I don't think he's looking for an answer from you and me, uh, Andrew. He's just putting it out there. Right? Like there's money somewhere. It's just being selectively spent. Any more on this before we move on to hockey? Well, I mean, listen, I really empathize with the players. I mean, you know, the careers are short. You've got a limited amount of time to, you know, earn a paycheck playing professional football. And, you know, a season's been lost. And, you know, a chunk of this one looks to be lost as well. But at the same time, I mean, I just, I, I don't really know what the answer is. Um, well, I think we got the answer right now. It's everything's paused. And, you know, as much as it sucks for the players, um, you know, I, I'm not sure that it's a lot different than people that were working in the airline industry or in hospitality. Um, you know, this this pandemic has, you know, affected so many different industries and certain parts of those industries were the first people to really get hurt. And um, unfortunately, when it comes to professional football here in Canada, it's the players of the CFL that have really borne the brunt of this so far. 
Again, you uh, involve viewers on your show just like we do. That's the secret sauce. Paul Shanks, says viewer, says it's not the CFL, it's the federal government that's putting a halt on football season because of the numbers of COVID cases are still too high. Uh, meanwhile, Jimmy on Twitter says, with more than enough vaccinations given out by then, there is zero reason not to have stadiums at almost full capacity. None, unless there are other motives by the Trudeau government which wouldn't surprise me. Trudeau's not trying to bring down the CFL. MLSE might be. Who's more powerful, Justin Trudeau or Larry Tannenbaum? That's the question to me. And the other thing is, if we're in a race against vaccinations, we're out here. We're out. You know that drive through clinic you texted me about? Yeah. There's, no more vac- there's no more vaccines in this town, Andrew. Like I just, That's why I'm like, why are we relying on this? Why is the CFL on its knees at the mercy of a virus when the other leagues are not? What is the vaccination situation? And when- I see Munsey's fully vaccinated, yet I don't think you have a shot yet. Have you? No, no, I don't. Um, this week, they found, I mean, we were in a bad spot. I mean, I think we were the worst province except for Nova Scotia going into this week. Um, and they were sitting on a ton of this AZ stock. Um, and they opened it up to 40 plus people this week. And it sounds like there's been a big, big take up of people um, that'll be going to get their shots this week if they haven't already. So certainly that is good. But to your point, um, there just hasn't been enough stock right now to to do what we need to do. And unfortunately, it's uh, having a real bad effect on a number of different industries. But for our focus here, the Canadian Football League. And I mean, the, I guess the last texture, the second texture you, you just brought in, I think nailed it. Um even if some white knight rolled in with $100 million and said, we're playing this year in the Canadian Football League, and that's only part of the story, Rod. The other part is the fact that um, right now, um, I mean, the government, travel, all of these things are shut down. So all we can do is hope that, you know, we continue moving in the right direction, ramp up vaccinations, get in a better spot to actually have fans in the building, and um, hopefully in the summer get CFL players back here and get this 14-game season underway whatever happens beyond 2021 for the Canadian Football League. Yes, three major hurdles I've said to get on the field. COVID, money, and does every team even want to play? And with the news today, I don't think we're any ahead on any of those. That's my my thing. Two minutes, they tell me in my ear, we have on Winnipeg Jets talk. They're excited, man. Winnipeg going. How far are they going in the playoffs, do you think? Well, we'll see. I mean, you know, the funny thing is, Rod, it, it's looking like, I mean, barring Winnipeg or Edmonton catching Toronto as much as the least goaltending is trying to keep those teams in, um, you know, it could very well be Winnipeg-Edmonton in the first round. What a treat that would be for hockey fans. I mean, the Oilers are the one team that the Jets haven't had uh, a ton of success against. I believe they've got a winning record against everybody else except for Edmonton. And, um, you know, they didn't have a great game coming off the road on Saturday night. Uh, we can chalk that up. I mean, the bottom line is they're going to need to figure out how to generate a little bit more offense and beat Mike Smith and do a bit better of a job, as difficult as it sounds, to limit the chances for Connor McDavid. Um, but overall, hey, they've got one of the best goalies in the league. they got a real deep forward group, a defense that, you know, while has been maligned, I think maybe you know, a little bit unfairly at times. I mean, they, they, Paul Maurice is going to have to get those five-man units, you know, doing a better job of eliminating high-danger chances, especially for the elite players on the Oilers. But overall, with nothing else going on around here, Rod, and the announcement of the CFL, all sports fans are pretty much all in on the Winnipeg Jets. And um, that's going to be fun. 11 more games to go. They'll still try to catch that North Division banner. And I was saying to the guys on the show yesterday, I mean, you don't go into the United Center in Chicago and stare at the Central Division banners. 
you look at the Stanley Cup banners. But I'll tell you what, this North Division banner this year, one time only, will be maybe the most meaningful division banner the NHL has ever given out to the Canadian team that, you know, finishes on top of the North, the strange year where the Canadian teams were going head-to-head. So um, it could go down. The Leafs and Jets were supposed to play three times this week. One of those games has been moved to the end of the regular season. So dream scenario, that might be for the North Division title and home ice in the playoffs. But Jets have some work to do before getting to that point. (laughs) It's been so much fun to watch. Uh, Hustler, we'll let you get ready for your show, 1 p.m. Central. Thank you, uh, my man, for the time. Hey, my pleasure. And uh, Jets fans, yeah, check it out today. Nikolai Ehlers of the Winnipeg Jets coming on the program today. Looking forward to that. Woohoo! Winnipeg Sports Talk. Uh, search for it on YouTube. See you, Hustler. Later, Roddy. We got viewer takeover coming up next, plus a, plus a sports update. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-7 Sports Talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. This is going to be brief. Uh, Another sports update, another feel-good win for the Vancouver Canucks. Another questionable outing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Tanner Pearson and Brandon Sutter each scored twice as the Canucks beat the Leafs 6-3 at Rogers Arena. Goalie Braden Holtby, pride of Lloydminster, delivered another dominant performance for the Canucks with 37 saves in Vancouver's second game back from a massive COVID outbreak. Meanwhile, Nino Niederreiter, Jordan Stahl, and Steven Lorenz scored second period goals to lead the Carolina Hurricanes to a 4-1 victory over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Xander Bogarts hit a three-run home run to back Eduardo Rodriguez in his first start at Fenway Park since 2019. And the Boston Red Sox beat the Blue Jays 4-2. Toronto ace Hyunjin Ru lasted five innings, giving up eight hits, four runs, and striking out two. It's our poll question today. Should the Red Sox build a brand new arena in Boston, brand new stadium, brand new ballpark. I'm saying yes. The place is a decrepit dump, but over 70% last we saw on Facebook saying, no, it's Fenway. And I see that staying over 70% saying that. I just think you'd want something nicer and newer, but what the hell do I know? Scotland's Bruce Mowat got the better of Brendan Botcher for the second time in two days in Calgary. Mowat toppled Botcher 9-6 in round-robin action at the Princess Auto Players Championship one day after beating the Edmonton Skip in the final of the Humpty's Champions Cup. Mike uh, Tomlin is sticking with the Pittsburgh Steelers. The club announced its longtime coach has signed a contract extension that runs through the 2024 season. He's all-time 145 wins, 78 losses, and a tie in 14 years with the Steelers, and they've won one big one. This sports update for the Tab Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. We do got a couple moments. Doops, Moose. Oh, yeah. Before we go to a break, they're really, what are they hot to trot on in the comment section there? I mean, a little bit about the Jets. People are saying, you know, don't forget about the Oilers. They might be a dark horse. I don't think the Oilers are a dark horse. Mm. Not when you have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. I don't think anybody will underestimate you. I think in terms of Stanley Cup contenders, Winnipeg might be a dark horse, and Montreal might be a dark horse, but when Edmonton and Toronto are the two kind of sexy choices because of the high-end star power. Not that Winnipeg doesn't. They do have star power as well, Ooh. but... 
Yeah, that whole term of dark horse, it, I don't know if it means what it used to mean. People are throwing that around well, pretty loosely. I'm sticking with the Islanders. By the way, breaking news, and you gotta you gotta pay very close attention, people. I know. I, I that's what I'm gonna point out. Trent in Norway says breaking news from TSN.ca: Women's World Curling canceled again. No, no, it's the Women's World Hockey Double I H F. That's why I'm so glad that we're here to. Uh, Clarify. Clarify things. Uh, Tacona Pauly writes in, says, I love the show on YouTube, Rod. Shout out to the Yorkton International Goalie School. Gentleman wrote in earlier and asked if I was familiar with this goalie school. I went to the Western Canada Summer Goaltender School. Got a lot of great stories uh, out of that. (laughs) Sammy, watch it in Florida, says, since watching this show, I have learned so much about hockey. You know, I... I guess wish that we could talk about other things, but it's Canada for the love of Pete, right? You're going to get everything else everywhere else. But the second half kickoff is coming up after this break, and we'll settle into the CFL news. So many people are asking our take on the CFL's news today, the official delay of the season. They're pushing it back to August 5th. Now, what does this mean? We'll get into all of that after this break. And Adrian Dater coming up from Colorado. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit RodPeterson.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.